Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 23rd, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth. And I've been getting people that are thanking me for teaching on grace. Like they, they need to get a better understanding of this. Now, what's interesting is that I've actually taught a lot of this before. And the Lord led me to go back to it. A lot of what I'm teaching right now, I taught in 2013. Uh, but maybe at that time, uh, some people just were not ready to open up their heart, really, to the grace of God. So now we're at a different stage, and uh, we're revisiting some of these same scriptures, and I believe that their lives are being changed. So this is Grace and Truth, Part 11. I'm calling this one Two Women and Two Covenants, and you're going to see what I mean here in a minute. So our base scriptures are John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. Let me read those to you again. So John 1 and 14 says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Now we beheld his glory. He was the only begotten of the father who came from the father, full of grace and truth. In verse 17, the, uh, the apostle John said, for the law, this is where we get like a comparison and a contrast. He says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so when we look at the way that the apostle John wrote that, it lends itself well to some type of comparison. So we got to compare whatever happened with Moses to whatever happened with Jesus. And now we're under the Jesus part, not under the Moses part. So for the past week or so, we've been look at, looking at things that the Apostle Paul taught us as he wrote a letter to the believers in Galatia. And so we already studied like half of chapter three and the beginning of chapter four. And uh, today we're going to continue to flow in chapter four. In the last message I shared with you on Friday, uh, the Apostle Paul, is funny, the way he explained it, he was like, he, he was baffled. He, he didn't understand how, in his case, he was a strict Jew. He was raised as a strict Jew, and he was delivered from the bondage of the law. And he was confused at how Gentiles, who had never been under the law, and the law wasn't even written for them in the first place, how somebody could trick Gentiles into living under the bondage of the law, after they were born again in Christ Jesus. And so he was like, well, if I am, I was raised a Jew and I've been born again and now I'm free from the law, how can you guys who were never under the law in the first place take on the bondage of the law? And so we'll continue that to flow in that same vein. So we're still in Galatians chapter four. And today what the apostle Paul did was he gives us a, a, like an analogy or he's like, how can I explain this? Let me use these two women and explain the two covenants. So in Galatians chapter four, I'm gonna cover verses 21 through 26 today. This is what the apostle Paul said. He starts off in verse 21, he says, now tell me, you who live under the law, do you know what the law actually says? Now this is funny because we, I've had people um, you know, kinda respond to me or to my wife about this series and, and really kind of arguing, like, you know, this whole grace thing, you know, no, 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 no. We, we, we still have to, like, embrace the law or embrace the Ten Commandments or maybe even embrace all of the commandments, which is 603 commandments beyond the Ten Commandments. And so the Apostle Paul is like, dude, do, do, you, know, do you even know what it says? I mean, you're, you're arguing for something. You don't even know what it says. Like, under the law, um, a woman in her menstrual cycle couldn't associate with other people during that time of the month. If she connected with somebody or she gave somebody a hug, she was supposed to say, wait, I'm unclean. And if I hug you, I'm going to make you unclean. So I'll give you a hug, but then you got to go wash yourself because I just made you unclean. And if she didn't say that she was unclean, then she was breaking the law. 
right? Or, um, okay, something as crazy as you couldn't mix cotton and silk. So if you were if you wear rayon or polyester, you were breaking the law, right? So Paul is like, do you, you guys who claim that you want to live under the law, do you even know what it says? And so I, I would ask that same question today. You people that are saying no, we you know the, let's not throw away the law. Okay, fine. I'm not saying we throw away the law, but do you even know what it says? I mean, many people Paul was saying back then had no clue what the law was actually teaching, and unfortunately today many don't have a clue either. So here's my point. Don't accept something a pastor or priest tells you without checking the word for yourself. Every time I give you scripture, I'm giving you scripture references. I'm telling you where this is coming from. It's not biblical for you to just accept what somebody tells you. You got to know this for yourself. Paul goes on to explain uh, and give an analogy. He says, listen, the scriptures say that Abraham had two sons one from his slave wife and one from his freeborn wife. Now, the son that was born from his slave wife was born in a human attempt to bring about God's promise, right? Human effort. But the son of the freeborn wife was God's own fulfillment of his promise. So one was like natural, one was supernatural. So you're saying the child born from Abram's slave wife came through human effort, and, and this child represents the law, while the ch- child born from Abraham's freeborn wife came by God's grace, and this child represents the promise. So Paul goes on and continues to explain. He says, now, these two women serve as an illustration of God's two covenants. The first woman, Hagar, the slave wife, she represents Mount Sinai, where people received the law that enslaved them. He's saying the law and Mount Sinai. On ten, the Ten Commandments, written by God's finger on tablets of stone, enslaved people. That's what the Apostle Paul just says. That's what the Bible says. And then he goes on and says, and now Jerusalem is just like Mount Sinai in Arabia because she and her children are in slavery to the law. He's saying right now they are Jews that are enslaved to the law, right? But the other woman, Paul says, Sarah, she represents a heavenly Jerusalem. Not the one down here. She's representing something supernatural in heaven. She is a free woman, and she is our mother. He said, Abraham is your father. He's the father of faith, and Sarah is your mother. So what does this mean to you today? On this Monday morning, as you're seeking to set the tone for the whole week, let me run through. Uh, let me see. Is it seven? I have seven things to share with you this, this Monday morning. Here we go. Number one, many believers today accept what a pastor or a priest says without reading the word for themselves. And this is a major mistake. This is dangerous. The Bible says in Acts 17, 11, that the Bereans, the apostle Paul says, listen, when I went around preaching, I want to tell you something. I went to Thessalonica. They just accepted everything I said. I went to Berea and the Bereans were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received what I said, but then they, they checked the scriptures daily to see if those things were right, to see if those things were so. You need to check the word for yourself. Do not take my word for it. Do not take anybody's word for it. Number two, Abraham had a son named Ishmael with his slave wife, Hagar. And this boy was born of human effort. This boy was born, God gave Abraham and Sarah a promise. 13 years into it, they were like, man, this is taking too long. So let's try to come up. Let's do it ourselves, right? Let's try to help God out. Okay, baby, uh, this is taking too long. Why don't you sleep with my servant? 
and have a baby that way, and maybe that'll be God's promise. No, that was never God's promise. That was human effort, and it produced something that was based on human effort. It was not the promise of God, and that is symbolic or representative of human effort, human performance, old covenant. Number three, Abraham also had another boy. His name was Isaac. Now, this boy was born from his freeborn wife. Her name was Sarah. This boy was born by God's grace. He represents the new covenant, Paul says. He was not born of human effort. Actually, he came after human effort was no longer working. Abraham was 99 years old, and his wife was about 90 years old when they got pregnant. And then he was 100 years old. She was 90 years old when the baby was born. So this was supernatural. This was God's grace. This was the manifestation of God's promise. Abraham did not believe when Ishmael was born because he was doing it out of human effort. So he had to believe God, the second child, uh, and it had to be all faith, right? Because he was 99, his wife was about 90 years old. So actually, the, I like the way that Paul says in, in Romans chapter 4, verses 17 through 21, he says, listen, Abraham believed God. He could not consider, he did not consider the deadness of his own body. He says his body was now dead. So from the waist down, his stuff wasn't working and, and there was no Viagra back then. And then neither he, Paul says, neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb and she was 90 years old and she couldn't have any babies when she was 18. So this was all God. This was all faith. That's why Abraham is known as the father of faith. Number four, Paul likens the old covenant to Abraham's first child, the one that was born of a slave, the one that was born of human effort. That's why Paul said the law enslaves those who attempt to live by it. Number five, just like Paul calls Abraham our father, he calls Sarah our mother. Sarah was a free woman. She gave birth to a child in, in, in something that was just a human impossibility. It was all faith. She was 90. She couldn't have any kids when she was 18. Her husband was about 100 years old. This baby came by grace, not by human effort. And then Paul says, now this baby represents the new covenant. This baby represents what God does for you, not human effort. He does it by his unearned grace. Number six, the old covenant made us slaves to the law. That's what this text is saying. And it was all about human effort. It was all about human performance. The new covenant makes us free to embrace God's promises by grace. Under the new covenant, God does everything that he does for us by grace. And what we do is access his grace with our faith. Number seven, and finally, and I'm done for today. In Galatians chapter four, verses 21 through 26, what we read today, the apostle Paul did a good job of comparing the two covenants and, and, the, and the life that people live today. There's a life focused on human effort, human performance, human ability, performance-based religion. And that's like the old covenant. You don't want to live like that. There's a life of faith, new covenant, that you release your faith to access God's grace. Under the old covenant, the spotlight was on you and it was about your performance and what you had to do for God. Under the new covenant, the spotlight is on God and what he's already done for us. Look at me for a minute. Let me tell you something. God has already done everything he's going to do in your life. He did it by his unearned and amazing grace. Your job is to find out what he already did and then release your faith to access God's grace. By faith, you go out there and you do whatever's required of you to lay hold of what God has already promised. This is the life of faith. And this is how we're supposed to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for taking the time to teach me your word. Paul made it very clear for me 
he used Abraham's two wives, Hagar and Sarah, and the children that were born from them as a clear example of the two covenants. Hagar was a slave. She and Abraham had a child through human effort. And this child, Ishmael, represents the slavery and the human performance associated with the law of Moses. Now, Sarah was a free woman. She and Abraham had a child by your grace, by faith. Now, this child, Isaac, represents the new covenant of grace. I am not under the law. I'm under grace. I don't live my life based on human effort alone. I live my life based on your amazing grace. Like Abraham, I seek to hear from you, to find out what your will for my life is. And once you speak, I accept it by grace. I pursue it by faith. This is how I live. I am the just and I live by faith. I live by every word you speak to me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. There's a subscribe button there. Listen, I know the lighting may not be the best lighting today, but I pray the audio came through clearly. At the end of the day, it's the word of God. There are two covenants. Don't live under the old covenant. It's not even for you. Live under this new covenant. Live by the amazing grace of God and access God's grace with your faith. Head into this day and this week and have an amazing week. Do me a favor. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you. God bless you.